Hi there, this is Renee Fournay. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to my podcast. It is my prayer that it will be a blessing to you and that you would simply get to know this wonderful creation that you are, designed beautifully by the Master, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit Himself. Flaws? Well, yes. Brokenness? Of course. But know this, the more you embrace the cross, Jesus, the more your broken pieces are transformed into something ultimately beautiful. Now let's tune in to see what the Lord has to say today. Today, I want to talk about the word comfort and how God comforts us. And with the comfort that we've received, we can go forth and have our pipelines, if you will, uh, the pipeline of our hearts filled up with comfort to be dispersed to someone else. And so looking at the scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, it says this, um, verse 3, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion. He's the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. The God of all comfort is the one, the only one that can truly, truly bring peace to a troubled heart and mind. The comfort that God brings or that God has brought me in my lifetime, it's amazingly unexplainable. When I should have been in a state of chaos in my mind, Jesus brought me peace and he was a soothing balm to my aching and troubled heart. And so I pray and I say this, Lord Jesus, you have made my life amazingly one that I can look at and say, indeed, God has been with me and has brought me comfort God is the God of mercies and God is the God of comfort. And comfort means this, according to Webster's Dictionary, is to ease or alleviate a person's feelings of grief or distress or pain. But we know that when we receive the comfort that God gives, our feelings of grief and distress are not just eased, but they are alleviated. It does not mean that the affliction or that the pain is gone, but it does mean that grief, sorrow, sighing must flee. In Jeremiah 31, 13, it says this, then the young women will rejoice with dancing while young and old men rejoice together. I will turn their mourning into joy, give them consolation and bring happiness out of grief. Isaiah 51, 11 says, and the ransomed of the Lord will return and come to Zion with singing, crowned with unending joy. Joy and gladness will overtake them and sorrow and sighing will flee. He is the master of comfort, guys. He knows which medicine to apply to each affliction. There are no diagnostic tests that are needed to determine what needs to be done. He is omniscient, all-knowing, and thus he knows what to do.
He tells us to come to him when we are weary and heavy burden, and he will give us rest, comfort, if you will, for our souls. And that's Matthew eleven twenty eight. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. But many times we fail to come. And I really don't know why we fail to do this. For he has proven himself faithful to us time and time again. He has never let us down. We just need to come and exchange our burdens for a garment of praise. So then the living word says the God of all comfort comforts us in our afflictions. Well, what are afflictions? It is anything that causes us mental, emotional, or physical pain or suffering. So the master of comfort alleviates our grief, our distress of the affliction. And why does he do this? One reason he does this is that he cares deeply about every pain we experience in life. Every teardrop he, we shed, he is concerned about it. The word tells us he bottles up every tear, every tear we, we shed. And the other reason he, he does this is that he desires to show us that through his care of us, how to care for others we come into contact with. We are to comfort others with the comfort we have received from God himself. We do not offer comfort that is a man-made comfort or a man-prescribed comfort. Our comfort that we administer to those that are hurting must be from the spirit of God himself. We must be the connector pipe, if you will, to carry and deliver straight from Jesus the comfort he gave you in your crisis. Now, in order for you to do this, in order for me to do this, we must remember well all that God has done for us. So you must remember, you must recall the grief, the pain you felt when you lost that loved one. Was it a mother? Was it a father? Was it a sibling, a child? Was it an unborn child via miscarriage? Was it the loss of a job? Was it the loss of a marriage even? Was it the loss of health? Do you remember what depth of disparity that God delivered you from? Do you remember how when you did not see a way out of the darkness, he came and lifted your feet from the miry clay? Psalms 41 through, through, through 3. I waited patiently for the Lord and he turned to me and he heard my cry for help. He brought me up from a desolate place out of the muddy clay and he set my feet on a rock making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and hear and fear, and they will trust in the Lord. Psalms 40, verses 1 through 3. I've quoted that one a lot. That one is dear, dear to my heart. I know that God hears me when I cry out to him. Sometimes I'm hurting so bad and all I can do is utter the word Jesus. 
Well, let me ask you this, though. How well are you remembering the works of the Lord? The children of Israel, they're instructed to take 12 stones out of the Jordan so that they can have it as a memorial, a memory for what the Lord has done. In Joshua chapter 4, verses 20 through 24. It says, then Joshua set up in Gilgal the 12 stones they had taken from the Jordan. And he said to the Israelites in the future, when your children ask their fathers, what is the meaning of these stones? You should tell your children, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground for the Lord, your God dried up the water of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over, just as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed over. This is so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the Lord's hand is strong, so that you may always fear the Lord your God. That's in Joshua chapter 4. It would be good for you to read that entire chapter. But the Lord's hand is strong. He will dry up every teardrop even from your eyes even so he makes it clear that there are that they are to tell the children what the lord has done but i'm going to ask you this do you have any memorial stationed in different places in your home and in your workplace that would make people strike up a conversation like this what's the meaning of this what is this so that you can say, oh, well, let me tell you about this. Let me tell you about this stone or whatever it is that you use to mark that memorial of what God did for you. This is what the Lord Jesus did for me. I prayed for this and he answered. The word of God says this. He comforts us in our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in, in any kind of affliction through the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as the sufferings of Christ overflow to us, so also through Christ our comfort overflows. Our comfort overflows. We are to comfort others with the comfort we've received from God. But if we don't remember if we don't recall what God did during our crises, what he did for us to comfort us during the crises, then the next crises will come or an individual will come in need of comfort and we will operate as if we have what I call spiritual amnesia, we don't remember. We don't remember what God did. We don't remember uh, what happened even. Uh, we know that God delivered us. We know that God sustained us through it, but we don't remember. We Maybe we remember the test, but we don't have a testimony from it because we didn't write it down. So I ask this, as we reflect back on what Joshua had the people do with the 12 stones, my question is this, do you have anything for yourself that will remind you of just how good God has been to you as he has poured out his loving comfort on over every single affliction you've encountered? Comfort, comfort, comfort. We are to give to others, but so often we don't have anything to give. 
when people come to us with their afflictions. We don't have anything to give because we failed to do what God instructed us to do. And that is this. Remember well all that I've done for you. You see, the enemy, God's enemy, your enemy, my enemy, he does not want you to have a good recall of who your God is. So he'll set up distractions to keep you from going beyond the thank you, Jesus, for bringing me through the storm or the thank you, Jesus, for comforting me in the midst of the storm. So it's like, we'll leave it at that. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing me through. We leave it at the thank you, Jesus, for bringing me through. But do we honestly think that God brings us through stuff just so that we can say, whoo, Lord Jesus, I made it through. I need to ask you this question. It's just something for you to ponder. What will you do on the other side of your storm, on the other side of the grief that you're walking through? What will you do on the other side of through? Will it just be thank you? Or will you be setting up something that you can for sure go to quickly to jog your memory for you later or for someone else so that you can be ready to push comfort, the comfort of Jesus through your pipeline? I think I'm thinking about doing cups next for the storms of the losses that I experience. Yeah, I think... That's what I'm going to do. I will use a cup to write the request on. And I'll have that cup pointed towards heaven waiting to be filled or answered by the Lord of heaven. And when it is answered, I'll stack it face down. Done. Yes, it will be done. And I'm giving you this information just to give you some ideas. I will record the date that God answered that prayer. Um, And if it's if it's um, a painful experience that I'm going through, yes, I'll make some sort of a indication on that cup. God, ease the pain. God, heal me of this pain. Heal me of this loss, whatever it may be. The whole idea is to make sure that I don't forget just what depth God has delivered me from. I want to make sure that I have something where I can quickly run to when the next crisis comes. Because if you're not currently going through a crisis, if you're not currently dealing with loss at some point in time on this journey called life, it will happen. And so having something in place that you can quickly go back to, like me and my cups, I'm going to go back and I'm going to unstack one at a time. Oh, God did this and God did this. And I'm just going to bask in God's faithfulness, in God's goodness, and in God's comfort. If we do experience affliction of any kind, we must know that it is for us to know the boundless comfort that Jesus brings and the magnificent salvation from whatever that storm may be. In the midst of receiving comfort from Jesus, 
we're learning how to endure like a good soldier, which inevitably points back to salvation, which comes through Jesus. So go ahead and go through it. Endure it by receiving the comfort that Jesus brings. Go through it, endure it, then write it. Make it your memorial of the salvation of Jesus so that your pipeline is filled with the comfort of God, ready to be dispersed to anyone in need of it, to anyone the Holy Spirit directs you to. Go through it. Endure it. Endure it by receiving the comfort of Jesus. How do you receive the comfort of Jesus? Go to his word. Connect to the vine. Thank you for tuning in today. And until next time, I say to you, dear friend, rejoice, for you have this anchor for your soul. This, what is this? This anchor is Jesus Christ.